Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Hannah Karanja. Hannah is an online course creation strategist and a mental fitness coach. She helps women turn their expertise into online courses with confidence and ease so they can live the lives they've always wanted, a life of freedom and joy. Hannah, welcome to the space. Hello, Hollis. Hello, hello. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so glad you're here. And the beauty of technology, she is in Kenya. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Things that we used to take for granted. It's so true. It's so true. These huge connectors. Mm-hmm. So I read the tiniest bit about you. So before we dive in, could you tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? Wow. Thank you so much, Hollis. Where do I even begin? <laughs> I know it's a very okay. broad question. It's a very yeah. broad. So even just the littlest thing that you feel like you want to share right now. Yeah. Um, let's say prior to COVID, I was, a, I was a corporate trainer, which means I would go into these big hotel conference rooms and I would train corporate staff on a specific topic. And then you know what happened in March, COVID hit, and then boom, we had to be locked down. And then suddenly it's like, what do I do? Um, it was during that time that I decided to take my, my business online. And I realized that there was so much that we could do online. But in the process, my brain was just sabotaging me. You know, I just kept having this imposter syndrome. Who am I? I've been working in the offline world. Who am I to come online? I don't know anything about the online world. And I was so intimidated by everything. And obviously, I was not being very creative because my survival mind is what was, um, you know, it sort of was exaggerated. So that's when I decided to go into mental fitness when a friend of mine invited me for a mental fitness course. And I, you know, I had these light bulb moments, these big aha moments like, wow, this is what is happening to my brain. That is why I'm not able to move. Because what used to happen is like I could see the finish line, but I just couldn't get there. 
So that's when I realized how my, my brain was sabotaging my progress. And then I went on to become a mental fitness coach so that now I can help women who are now coming into the online world and are going through what I was going through from getting, from getting you know, I, I help them get unstuck and move forward. And then, you know, they, they're able to push their survival brain aside and work from that place of creativity and curiosity and empathy. Mm. You know. This is going to be great. Yeah, I love this concept of the survival brain and um, so much of what you just said. So we're going to dig in deeper. So thank you for that. But we're going to start with our would you rather questions. So oh. Hannah, are right. you ready? I'll bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Mm -hmm. It's not that big, but here we go. Okay. So and okay. Um, guess people listening live, thank you so much for being here. If you want to participate as well, please put your answers in the chat. would love to see what you think. So would you rather live on a mm -hmm. farm or in a big city? farm in a heartbeat that was very fast mm -hmm. have you ever lived in a big city yes but i didn't like it mm -hmm. yeah yeah why oh it's just too hectic i want to be out in nature i want to take long walks i want to be surrounded by trees and i want to be surrounded by the fresh air I'm just not a big city girl. Um, once in a while, maybe I'll go on holiday and I'll stay in a big city. But after three, four days, I want to get out. I want to go back to nature. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I've lived mm -hmm. in cities. I've lived in, I'm in Philadelphia. Uh, well, I'm from Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. I've lived in the city there and I've lived in New York and for periods of time. And it was good while I was there, but mm -hmm. so much energy so much yeah I was like ah I need <laughs> I need a break from all of this um energy coming at you all the time um even though it's beautiful in its own way so I totally get it yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So here we go. So we're going to dive in and learn more about you and hear your thoughts and the first question is how do you define creativity? Wow Creativity is allowing yourself to just release what's on the inside and don't overthink. This is one thing I always take, tell the ladies that I, that I take through my coaching program. Most of the times we get stuck because we are overthinking. We're not being creative enough. Creativity comes when you just don't overthink. Just get started. Just allow your brain to run. And even when it feels like you're going nowhere, somehow mm -hmm. things always seem to come to... to I don't know. It's been, things somehow tend to just fall into place. It's true. Yeah. God, that whole overthinking aspect, nothing, <laughs> nothing good comes from there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Because like you mentioned earlier, which I really appreciated was the survival brain. So yeah. because when you are in that state, it's very frenetic. There's a lot of problem solving coming in potentially, mm -hmm which problem solving I personally see as a, another creative aspect and voice and way of being, but it's a different energy that's attached to it where um, it's not allowing, like you're saying for this, uh, for this flow and this release, it's more of a yeah. gripping, right? Yeah. 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 So tell us about, so when you were in the corporate world, let's hear a little bit more deeper into your journey. So when you were in the corporate world, what were you training? 
people in? Yeah. When I was in the corporate world, um, initially, first of all, I was in safety, which I absolutely loved. I moved on from safety to customer service. Again, I loved it. And then I moved on to performance management. Again, I loved it. But if I had to pick the one thing where I felt really, really creative, it was in the customer service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're not, there are no structures really. We just, we just let people just think outside the box, just come up with new ideas. Whereas safety, there were certain structures we had to follow. You had to make sure that several boxes were ticked before you could move on to the next step. And for good reason, you know, it was health and safety that was involved. So I found it very structured. But when I was in the room and we're coming up with brainstorming on ideas to make our customers happy, I felt like I was really in my element. And you could just see people just just enjoying themselves. Because I told, I would tell them there's no right or wrong answer. Tell us what's the first thing that comes to mind when you have to deal with this guest and you want this guest to feel at home. And then they would go off and they'd come up with such amazing, brilliant ideas, mm. things that nobody had thought of before. And then we'd go and incorporate those ideas into the manual and they would now p- become part of our standards when it came to meeting customer needs. So, yeah, I absolutely loved customer service when I was in the training in the corporate world. Well, that's beautiful because you also set the stage for that. You created yeah. this space. Not everybody does that. Um, you created this space for them to to think, okay, let's think mm-hmm. outside the box, not just these regular norms of what can we do for the people that, that there's a different energy involved in that, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, in customer service, when I was doing the customer service training, they wouldn't be afraid to color outside the lines. Whereas in safety, you know, we, we did have some protocols to be followed, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so nobody really wanted to paint outside those lines because if anything happened and you put someone's life in danger, then you'd be questioned. You didn't right. follow the correct protocol. But in customer service, you just mm-hmm. thought, okay, you know what? Just, 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 just tell us what's in your mind. And I would say, tell us what the first thing that comes to mind. Because what happens... <laughs> When you when you want to be creative, usually the first answer is usually the correct answer. Right. Because after that, you start to overthink. Don't overthink. Let it out. Let it out. Oh, my gosh. Such a good point. Yeah. So true. Then their brain kicks in and it's like, huh, was that really the right answer? Maybe I could have exactly. thought of something else. Da, da, da. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that survival brain. Oh, no. You know, but we are honest, the survival brain was meant to keep us safe. So mm-hmm. that's why it will sabotage every time you try to be creative. It will come and tell you, hey, no, 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 no. That's, that's not how things are done. Just play it safe. Just play it safe. Yeah. yeah. So before we actually dive a little bit more into, I want to ask you more about the mental fitness brain. But before that, mm-hmm. let's go back even a little bit further. When you were younger, um, uh-huh. did you... Did you see yourself as a expressive, creative being um, in this way, uh, allowing the release? Were you always this way or was this something you were kind of born into or grew into? People around me, it, did seem, it didn't seem like it because I was, I was, what's the, I can see I was a bit of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I think I was creative, but I would, I would, I would bottle it up inside me. Mm. And I wouldn't tell anybody what I was thinking because I was very shy and very introverted. You know, you know, Hollis, you know, when I became a corporate trainer and I would be in a room training like 500 people, 
and I would tell my friends from primary <laughs> school that this is what I'm doing. They'd be like, you? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be afraid to raise up your hand in class. What are you doing in, in a room full of favorite people? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I, I, I think this part of me was inside, but... I, I, you know, I, I just bottled it up. I bottled, I bottled it up for so long that I got to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm letting this out. And that's when the real me came out. So this is actually really beautiful. And I want to dig a little bit deeper into this because as you're saying this, I am literally launching. So I also have a publishing house, Express Yourself Publishing. And oh the, the um, multi-author book that is launching this Friday is called Invisible No More, Stepping Into the Spotlight. <laughs> So I know. So 17 incredible contributors that are telling mm -hmm. their story of what it means invisibility has played a part in their life, what their perspective is in it and how what stepping into the spotlight means for them. So wow. you saying this is just like so I, I want to dig a little bit deeper and figure why all of a sudden were you like, I'm going to do this corporate training in front of 500 people and release that shyness and that fear. Cause I can relate to that. I was incredibly shy too. I mm -hmm. didn't know I was going to be doing any of this. When the universe started presenting, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm going <laughs> to teach. I'm going to do presentations. What are you talking about? So anyway, I want to hear from you. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I cannot pinpoint the exact moment when, when, when the transformation happened. I, I'm, I'm just not sure. But I think it happened when I was in college. Because what happened, um, um, I remember I would take all these college, college courses and then some of, some of the professors would say that you would earn extra points if you went in front of the class and gave a presentation. And there would be times, you know, the exams would be around the corner, I haven't had time to study. And then the professor would be like, okay, if you give this presentation, you get a bonus, you know, uh -huh. extra marks. And then that's when I, I guess they always say your, your why has to be big enough. Mm. And for me, I, I just didn't want to fail. I was like, I'm going to fail if I don't go in front of the class and give this presentation because I know very well that I'm not very well prepared for the written exam. So then I'd tell the professor, okay, put my name down. I'm going to, I'm going to give this presentation, like half hour presentation. And I remember the first time I did it, I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. I was shaking, but I think after that, it just got easier. It just mm. got easier. And then, you know, I was getting like straight A's because I gave such an amazing presentation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, this thing works. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so it really does work. <laughs> So it was almost like survival in a sense. Yes. There was that you were, you had to survive because you're like, I'm going to fail otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. survival brain. Yeah. And the books would have all these big books and you'd have to read it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to read all these books. I was like, it's so much easier if I just pay attention in class, take my notes and then, you know, come up with a presentation. And then obviously at the end of the presentation, the professor would want you to also give your point of view. And I guess that's when that creative brain would kick in. Mm. And I would say, okay, this is what this, you know, this professor has said in this book. However, this is another way of looking at it. And then sometimes this would spark a debate. And then, you know, the whole class would come in, those who oppose and those who are for the motion. And yeah, I had so much fun in those classes. I, I really did. What's really great about that in listening to this is that 
to me, it's, it's, um, acknowledging learning modalities. Yes. So this was your way of expressing. This was your way of learning. It's not this one way of reading, studying, taking a test and, Mm -hmm. you know, memorizing and doing that, which so many, some people are really good at it. Others Mm -hmm. aren't. And there could be gray area in there, but this is your way where you were like scared the hell out of you at first, but then you're like, oh, good. I can listen. I can then <laughs> present. I can use my voice. You can, you know, synthesize the information that way and mm-hmm. share your opinion. And it's it's beautiful. It's so wonderful to re- acknowledge how different people learn. Yes, yes, yes. And that's one of the things I talk about um, when I talk to to my clients who want to create an online course. And I tell them, you need to remember that especially adult learners, we all learn differently. Not everybody wants to sit there and read this long PDF. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not for everybody. So you need, you need to remember that those who want to, they are visual, they want to see visuals on your screen. They'd rather listen to you as opposed to reading a long PDF. And some would rather you come on screen and demonstrate, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's very interesting that you should bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really, it's what I found in the classroom too. I mean, being an art teacher, you know, for so many years and just, of course, that's hands on and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, using different modalities, but really, truly acknowledging outside of the classroom, in the classroom and all these various professional developments and homeless shelters and all these spaces I worked in. It's always about what I found where the most success is, is you meet people where they are. Exactly. And if you're trying to push things on people that, yes, there are times when, of course, there's an introduction to something and there's going to be an uncomfortable phase and someone Mm -hmm. may kind of lean into it, just like you said with, you know, public speaking at first, it was uncomfortable, but then it became comfortable. But when something is so uphill in all the time, like read this, read this, read this. And the person's (laughs) like, I can't, I can't, I can't. You're not going to go anywhere. Exactly. There's just no, there's no forward movement. So, okay. So let's jump to how did you become, how did you go into online course creation? And you touched on how you were introduced to mental fitness coach, but tell tell us more about this world. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny, Hollis, because mental, um, online course creation was not my first choice. Uh, as I said, I was doing corporate training. So there we are. COVID has hit. I'm locked down. I can't go anywhere. So I decided to go online and I get this coach to help me. So I thought I'll take my customer experience training and turn it into an online course. Mm-hmm. Now, I was used to creating courses. I was used to curriculum design. I was used to, you know, taking people from where they are to where they want to be. So here we are in this group coaching um, program. And I can see how much everyone is struggling to put everything together. But for me, it came easy because I'd already done it in the outside world. So I found myself, you know, giving my time and telling people, hey, if you're stuck, let me know. I might be able to help. So I found myself training people more on how to create their online course than on the customer experience. And Mm -hmm. I thought, hey, so maybe this is what I was meant to do. So Mm -hmm. then I turned things around and I started now showing people how to create their online course. And, but here's the thing, even though I had done it in the outside world, as I said, even if I had done it offline, as I said, there were so many sabotaging beliefs that were coming up when I was trying to go 
online. Yeah. So that's when I realized, no, I need help with my mindset. And then when I got the help with my mindset and I realized that people would be stuck, something as small as going live or even going for a podcast interview and people would be stuck. So then I kept showing them that don't beat yourself up. It's your brain. It's not you. It's your brain. So you need to see your brain as something separate that you need to fight against to stop sabotaging you and making you move forward. So that's why I got to marry the two together, the online course creation with my mental fitness coaching. Mm. It's it's a logical combination. Once you once we get out of our own way and alter these ways of, of thinking, then yeah. it flows. Mm-hmm. So is is this um, NLP? Um it's a little different from NLP, but I am thinking of diving into NLP. I am thinking of diving into NLP, but there's a lot of um, um, like physical sensations involved mm-hmm. where sometimes when you need to shift from the survival brain, you know, somebody will tell you, hey, just shift, but you're like, how? Mm-hmm. So mental fitness gives you the how. You know, it can be a small, something as small as rubbing your, your hands gently together for about two minutes. And that will help you shift. So you're quieting, you're, 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 you're silencing that survival part of your brain. Mm. So you just breathe and then you just rub your hands together. And, you know, science has shown that within two minutes, you've already started to calm that side and you're able now to shift and go to the creative side of your brain. Mm, only two minutes. Yeah, um, it takes time. So the first time you do it in two minutes and it works, you need to interrupt your day after every X number of hours. Ah, uh, so repetition. Yeah. Repetition, exactly. Mm. Yes, Re- repetition. And it's, when you stop, if let's say you do it for about a week and then you stop, you know, you find that, that you know, the, the survival brain will start to wake up again. So you need to incorporate this into your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So listeners, anybody who doesn't know what NLP is, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much I can dive into it. Can you give a better explanation of what that is? Um, it's, I, I haven't really gone deep into it, but everybody, everybody seems to recommend it. They're like, oh, you know, if you're doing mental fitness, this is also a good fit. And I know Tony Robbins talks a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of it. It's kind of like how how the brain works and how we um, to override. And yes. I apologize if, I've, if I'm saying it anything incorrectly, but how to kind of rewire our brains um, yes. in order to uh, help us function in a better way. Yes, yes, yes. You've said it very well. You know. You, you've, you've really broken it down to how people who've not heard about NLP before can really understand what it is. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So yeah. what I've titled this is talking about living the life you've always wanted. Yes. And we're going to dive into that more and kind of, I'll kind of ease into the second question and see how this comes to life, which is how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Mm-hmm. So you want me to talk about now how women can live that life that they've always wanted? Well, 
however you want to, we'll, we'll talk about that, but then also kind of weave it in with how do you incorporate creativity into your own life, personally, through your mm -hmm. business, how you live, what does it look like for you? And then yeah. in turn, how does it look like for other women that you teach? Yeah, yeah, great. Now, let me start with the first part of that question about okay. women living the life that they've always wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, because as I mentioned, when I came into the online world, I was initially, I was so excited. You know, I'm, I'm going to have the freedom, you know, freedom of location, freedom of time. You know, I'll be working from my living room. But I wasn't happy because the survival brain kept sabotaging me. And I was always in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. um, but then that's when I realized this is not what I, what I signed up for. I'm always tense. I'm always stressed. I'm always overwhelmed. This is not it. I, wa I want to be happy working from home. And that's now when I started doing other mental fitness exercises, I found myself going to that place of, of creativity. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example, Hollis. Yeah, please. One thing, mm -hmm, yeah, one thing we say in mental fitness is that whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or whenever you, 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 you're being too hard on yourself, you need to shift into that place of empathy where you have empathy for yourself, you know? You have mm. empathy for yourself. And one way of getting unstuck is visualizing yourself as a two-year-old. Now, this is a very powerful exercise. And I tell people, you know, when you were two years old and you were learning to walk, and obviously you tripped so many times before you finally managed to learn how to walk. But anytime you tripped, you didn't look around to see who saw you trip. You didn't right. care. You just mm. got up and continued walking and you trip again and get up again. Mm -hmm. But as mm -hmm. we get older, you know, if you're in a shopping mall and then you trip, chances are you're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to look around. <laughs> I always laugh when I trip or when other people trip. Yeah. <laughs> because we, it's yeah. funny. It's, yeah. I think it's just because we look silly because we've lost that control for yes. those moments and i'm not laughing like <laughs> at you i'm just laughing because it's funny <laughs> it's so funny but when a two-year-old falls they just get up and they continue to walk you know like yeah. okay i fell down i'll just i'll just keep doing this until i get it so i keep saying you know what okay you try to do something it didn't work well get up get up and try again and when that when that when that one-year-old finally makes 10 steps they clap for themselves they're so excited and they're like they hey do. everybody look at me so even as adults we need to go to that place where we've fallen so many times we've picked ourselves so many times but even if you've just made just that one tiny push forward celebrate yourself mm. celebrate you know get animated the same way that the, uh, that one-year-old gets animated and is laughing and clapping so go into your living room put on some loud music and just just dance and celebrate, you know, yes. then go and treat yourself to some ice cream or whatever it is that you want. That is what we say. You're living the life you've always wanted, a life of joy. Mm. We forget to have joy and to be happy. Yes. Especially when you're trying something new. And yeah. I kind of wanted to actually just speak to that now, point where you said. The part of that question was, oh. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to speak to the point where, <laughs> where, where you mentioned the, the one-year-old. So mm -hmm. when the one-year-old or the two-year-old, however old, when they're starting to walk, mm -hmm. I, I think it has, at least in my experience with my kids, it has stuff to, there's a lot to do with who's surrounding you at the time too, because yes. when, when they get up and walk and they just walk, then that's what they're doing. But then depending mm -hmm. on the people's reactions around, yes. like, oh, 
oh, and you're clapping. You're like, yay, Skylar and Jared are walking. And then they're like, oh, they're excited. Or if you're like, oh, don't fall, then they fall because, because you scared them, you know? So that, who you surround yourself with makes a difference. Exactly. You need to surround yourself with people who cheer you on. Mm-hmm. And people who keep telling you, you can do it. They would tell me, you're looking at that one-year-old and you're like, hey, you can do this. You can do this. Come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. You need to surround yourself with those people. And that's why I like group coaching programs. So mm-hmm. we then cheer each other on. And I'm like, if you made, even if it's just a small win, you had just, just one step forward, let us know when we're going to celebrate you. And we celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, we play some music online and Outsiders will probably think we are crazy, but it's been found that when we celebrate ourselves, you know, another thing, we forget to be children. We need to go back to that place of joy and happiness. And then we celebrate that each step. And you'll be surprised that the the creativity is even reignited and you're able to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You hear that, everybody? I'm going to say it right now, so don't forget. I'm probably going to say something in the end too, but celebrate yourself in whatever that looks like. The little things, the baby steps, the big things. Mm -hmm. I have an accountability group and um, every time something happens, we say champagne. Exactly. (laughs) And we send each other like a visual of champagne and then we just cheer each other on the littlest things. It could just be that I just stood up to someone and saying something I've always wanted to say or that a sale came through or that I'm outside chilling, actually soaking up sun. And yeah, it's it's achievements. Absolutely. That's why I always tell the ladies in my program, we are here to live that life we've always wanted, that that life of joy and happiness, you know, especially during COVID, you know, everybody was just sitting in lockdown we need to get out there and celebrate that now, you know, there's a new beginning. Let's move on and let's appreciate each and every baby step that we make. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So I think I've answered slightly the second part of that question where you asked what I do <laughs> to bring about my creativity. Yeah. Let's dive yeah. in some more. Tell us what do you do for yourself? <laughs> You know, one thing I do is just dance, you know, like I'll blast loud music and I'm dancing and I'm not talking about choreographed dancing. Yes. I mean, just moving like crazy, you know, shaking my head and, you know, the crazier it is, the better. And you won't believe studies have shown MRI imaging has shown that if you do this, if you're feeling a bit stressed and overwhelmed and you do this crazy dance to music that you really, really enjoy, especially music from your childhood something that reminds you of something happy from your childhood. Mm-hmm. When you do this, MRI imaging has shown that there's a shift in your brain matter. It's, it's, it's a proven scientific fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I do. I dance yeah. like crazy. I <laughs> love it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'll call family <laughs> in and I'm like, kitchen dancing time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And- yeah, I mean, the like, kids why are... are we dancing? Just because, just dance. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> because it's true, because it feels good, because it's just, yeah, that yeah. movement aspect, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. For me, that movement aspect is huge. And yeah. also the voice. Um, mm-hmm. I've, said this, I've said this in many other podcasts is that, you know, my daughter and I sing in the car and we suck. <laughs> 
Like we're like <laughs> really bad, but that's the fun part. She'll take my hand and use it as a microphone and we'll just, it's just silly. Yeah. And then when we've had my son and husband in the car and we're singing, they're just sitting there. I'm like, you guys are such farts. I'm like, are, aren't you going to join in? They're like, no, thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look at you like mom stop embarrassing me <laughs> you guys are so boring Skylar and I are just screaming our lungs out but yeah <laughs> but I like that where you said it's true it actually here we're going to that neural that NLP or the the mental fitness where and it I actually does affect does work <laughs> it does yeah so tell us more what else do you do for yourself or with others mm -hmm. for expression. Oh, I, yeah, I love to run. I love to run. I live in the countryside, so I'll be out there in the forest, just watching the trees and just taking it all in. I love being in nature. I love nature, which is one of the reasons why I love living in the countryside. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I find that just running in the middle of nowhere somehow just, just, opens up my creativity hmm. yeah yeah maybe I, maybe I was feeling a bit stuck I was trying to do something and I just I just couldn't figure it out and I'll be out there in the middle of nowhere and I'll just get that light bulb moment oh this is what it, this is how I'm supposed to do it yes mm. Mm -hmm. so true it's that um it's the air I know for me it's uh it's the air and being more present and like we've said a few times mm -hmm. already, it's just kind of, it's the release and just not being stuck in any specific thinking. It's just being there and having an awareness of what's around you, just noticing things. Oh, wow. Look at the trees. Look at the color. Look at the, these different things going on. Listen to the birds and then yeah. things drop in. You good? Mm -hmm. I've been getting coughing attacks lately. <laughs> during, it yeah. always seems to happen during the podcast, but not lately. Not today. So that's a good yes. thing. I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> and that is part of mental fitness. And when you're, when you're doing the mental fitness program, we do encourage people to go out there. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, I'm seeing, so one of the guests, one of the listeners just said, um, so the topic is about creativity. So we are talking all about creativity. So there's three questions that are asked. How do you define creativity? And now we're on the second question, which is how does my guest Hannah incorporate yeah, more creativity yeah, into yeah. her Listening own life? Birds is very powerful as well. Yes. Yeah. Nature is just, it is. Nature is wonderful. So tell us a little bit, do you do a, um, a more, um, sorry, a morning meditation or mm -hmm. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to say morning meditation, a morning routine. Do you have a morning routine? Hannah, where'd you go? Okay. I don't see you in here. So Hannah, maybe there you are. Um, help. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I was like, all of a sudden you dropped out. <laughs> do you have, um, Hannah, do you have any kind of a morning routine? Yes, I do. 
I do. I find morning routines very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always do it in the right order, but this is the order that I try to follow. Okay. Um, as soon as I get out of bed, the first thing I do is pray. And I don't pray like, oh, God, this is what I want. It's just a prayer of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just think about all the things that I'm thankful for. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm thankful for, dear God. I really want to thank you for this. Then from that, I, like, I, like to, I, like, I do priming every morning. Have you heard of priming? Remind me what it is. I have, but um, remind us what it is. Yeah, it's this. There's a fifteen video. There's a fifteen minute video of um, of priming with Tony Robbins on YouTube, and it's the one that I use. You know, you first do some breathing exercises for about five minutes, and then after that, you just you just start thinking. You just try start to recall the things that happened the day before, and you you think of three things that you're really really grateful for. Well, mm-hmm. he says you just think of things from your past, but I choose to look at things from the day before. So I think of three things that I'm really grateful for. And then the next thing he tells, you know, look towards the future. So I look at that day, the things I have planned for that day. And he says, think about three things that you really, really want to achieve today. Then mm-hmm. he tells you to get into that, into, that, into that state of, you know, feel it. Feel it like, like it's already done. You know, mm-hmm. imagine that you're already there, whatever it is that you wanted to do. And then, you know, he just tells you to stay in that, in, that, in that place for about two, three minutes. And by the time I finish all that, you know, it just feels so, so good. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I do five minutes of yoga. And then, yeah, um, I've been trying to do this, but I'm still not quite there. <laughs> um, they say you should take a very cold shower in the morning. I'm yeah. not quite there, but I'm hoping to get there some, someday. <laughs> They say after all this, you need to get in the shower and take a really cold shower. And I just can't seem to do it. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just can't seem to do it, but I'll get there one day. Have you, have you heard of Wim Hof? <laughs> have, you, have you heard of Wim Hof, Hannah? Yes, I've heard of Wim. Actually, I sometimes do Wim Hof method. You do? Okay. Yes, I've heard of Wim Hof. He's, I do Wim Hof method sometimes as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He says after doing the Wim Hof method, you need to jump into a cold shower. It's what my husband does. He does the breathing. He's like every day oh. in the morning, he does the breathing. And then he does, yeah, he, he does all that. And he's like in our dream house when we have, I'm going to have like oh. a bath to be able to go in. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh. Have, you, have you seen those videos of a friend of it's mine supposed, i mean the scientific evidence that it works mm-hmm. yeah yeah a friend of mine she um yeah she did a whole video of her doing that where she went into during the winter time yeah she went into a, a lake and in her bathing suit and you know did all that yeah <laughs> i was shivering for her <laughs> oh Oh my gosh. I do not like cold weather. I do not like <laughs> cold weather at all. I think Wim Hof, Wim Hof does this expedition to Poland every year. Mm-hmm. And he's got people running in the snow and oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll get there one day, but I, I have to be honest with myself. I'm still not quite there. <laughs> Baby steps. Even the shower is a problem. <laughs> Right, right. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Baby steps. Oh, my gosh. 
But I love this morning routine that you have. Like it really is, give me an, I mean, it, it's something that doesn't have to feel overwhelming. I've been liking yes. asking people lately what their routine is because some people have routines that, you know, could be an hour or two and mm -hmm. that's what feels good to them. And other people are like 10 minutes and other people are yeah. like, it's not even so much a specified morning routine. It's she mm -hmm. wakes up at six because her dogs need to go out. She lets the dogs out. She sits and observes nature at the door. She wow. drinks her coffee and she just wow. breathes while she's watching the dogs and watching nature and puts on jazz music. Like that's what feels wow. good. It's a, it's just her ease in. So it's just interesting to hear what people say. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. It's, it's just about connecting with yourself, just having that me time and, you know, forget about technology. Don't start checking your WhatsApps or your emails. Just be still, be still and just take it all in. Yeah. 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 I have to admit, I, the last few days I've been looking at um, my phone pretty quickly and it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel so good. I have, I am being totally honest. I have a launch coming up on Friday and, <laughs> and, but that's not an excuse. That's actually more time um, in order to be able to say distance mm -hmm. and get like you're mm -hmm. saying, start the morning off in gratitude. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, if it, it, it totally feels different. And even my son was saying to me last night, yeah. He's like, mom, you got to like, you got to set some clear time boundaries here because it was 1130 at night and I was still, I could have still kept going and they're very good reminders. He's like, <laughs> walk away. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You're right. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's always good to have people around you that care, right? Mm -hmm. They remind you, you've crossed the line, you need to pull back. <laughs> so before we move on to the third yeah. question and we wrap up, um, I want to just bring about two, as I'm like kind of looking back, because I write as, as um, we're talking, and I just wanted to acknowledge that as you were building and moved to this online course creation space from all that you did, it's just noticing that our your experiences and everybody else just noticing our experiences, how they build on each other. So you had experience with, with corporate training and creating these modules and all this kind of stuff. And then customer mm -hmm. service. And then moving into this space yeah. of online creation and working with people in this way. And it's just always interesting interesting to me to see how things build on each other when we don't know that one's going to lead to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most important thing is, is, is just, just to keep moving. Um, when I came into the online world, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted. I thought I wanted to become a customer experience coach, but somehow nature just took its course and I somehow find, found myself doing the online course creation because it's all about going where there's a need. And most people were coming to me more for helping them with the curriculum as opposed to customer experience. Um, there were more people coming up to me for 
for you know to help them in that area of creating your online course because this is one thing i always tell people you might think your calling is in one direction yes but the customers and your friend the friends around you are telling you no this is what we want from you not not what you're trying to give us this this is what we want um so it's very important to keep an open mind yeah. keep an open mind and um you know somehow things will start to fall into place yeah I, i honestly never thought i'd be doing online courses i never thought of it i thought i would always be in customer service because that is what i loved when i was in the corporate world but yeah life is about as is about making shifts even if it's just a 2 mm shift um then you find yourself doing something else but it things as you said somehow build up on each other because the yeah. experience that i gained from creating those customer experience courses is the one that has now brought me to that space where i'm helping other people take what they like to do and turn it into an online course right yeah Recently uh when I was in a in a summit and I was listening to one of the speakers and he made a point that was just kind of something that you said where you can think you have the best idea and this oh, is what yeah. everybody wants but if people don't want it there is nothing to sell. Oh you, my gosh. You can think it's as good as anything but if they don't think it's good then you don't have a product. Oh my gosh. Holis I can tell you 80% of the people who want to start an online business will pivot at one point or another. Mm-hmm. 80%, maybe even more. Yeah. Because I do meet people and they were doing one thing and then I meet them, <clears throat> excuse me. I meet them maybe 6 months down the line and I'm like, "I thought you were doing this and that." And they're like, "No, I had to pivot." Mhm. Because people usually come with one idea and then realize, "Oops." either it's not working in the online world or they realize that people actually want help with something else and not what they thought that people wanted help with. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it really is that paying attention to see a need, fill a need. <laughs> what is the need and how can you bring your passion to that um in order for people to understand it and that way it's yes. le- it's less of a battle that way you're not fighting and like you hear me you hear me you hear exactly. me and people are like exactly. i have no idea what you're saying <laughs> you know so so as we are getting to the top of the hour and i want to acknowledge <laughs> the people that are here with us live thank you so much for the people that exactly. are here with us live exactly. <laughs> any questions or comments please feel free to put them in the chat box so hanna the third and final question is it's kind of wrapping it up and putting a nice bow on it of so why do you think creativity is important Hannah can you hear me Hannah Okay everybody oh, can gosh. you can you hear um, me I think we t- we tend to see creativity as being separate. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Now I can. I Hello? couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you for a little bit. Hello Hollis, I can yeah. hear you. Okay, I can hear you. <laughs> We've had a good Hello? connection and all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I I can't I can hear you, but there's it doesn't seem like we're hearing each other at the same time. Oh maybe there's a delay of sorts sometimes okay. sometimes this apps have a delay there we go okay so did you hear my question yes um okay it was all about creativity 
So why do you think creativity is important? Well, you know, Hollis, I don't think we would be where we are today without creativity. Um, I'll give you an example. I usually give the example of the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers just stood there one day and just let their imagination flow. And they're probably just watching a bird. And then they said to themselves, maybe one day we'll fly. <laughs> and then obviously people thought they were crazy. What do you mean fly? But they let their imagination run. Mm-hmm. And they say nobody thought they would ever do it. And then one day, you know, they, they, I, th- I think they, they flew the first flight was like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. But at least it was that first step. And all that came from them letting their imagination run. Mm. Yeah, so I always say it's the same thing. If you're looking at something and you just think, you know what, what if I did that? Don't be afraid to give it that, that, that try. Let your imagination run wild. Anything that we have today, even the internet, it came from someone just imagining that, well, what right. if I connected people through these gadgets? So creativity, you know, it's, 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 I could say it's everything. Everything that we see today came from somewhere letting their creativity and, you know, letting their imagination imagine the impossible. And they mm. ran with it. They allowed themselves to go with what their brain was telling them, even if it seemed impossible at the time. Mm. Yeah. Yes, power in all of that. Mm-hmm. What might seem impossible and keep at it. Exactly. It's baby steps, going to keep saying it, baby steps and a process. Like the light bulb failed, what, five thousands and thousands of times, Uh failed until it actually was created. So imagination and the what if, it's kind of like create your own, finish your sentence. If we said what if, you fill in the blank, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh my gosh. So Hannah, this has been so much fun. Can you please tell people how they can find you? Oh, sure. Um, on social media, I'm Hannah Karanja on all social medias, but I'm mostly on Facebook. Facebook is the best place to find me. Just look for Hannah Karanja. And yeah. And if you want to know all about online courses, I've got a free group for women. So they're welcome to join, ask any questions that they may have with regards to online course creation. And yeah, you know, come in, let's engage. You got any questions, please ask. If you've you've got an online course, come come in and tell us about it. Tell us how you got to where you are today, the challenges that you faced, how you overcame them, and how you're now living that life that you've always wanted. There we go. You you want to connect with Hannah. So... Hannah, before we say our goodbyes, is there any final words of wisdom that you have to share with everybody? Oh, yes. Just start. (laughs) Two words. Just start. Let your imagination just flow. Just start. Tony Robbins says, complexity is the enemy of execution. Mm. So if you've got that idea in your mind, just start. Just get creative. Let it loose. Just start. Just (laughs) start. That is the most perfect way to end this. Hannah, thank you so much for hanging out with me and chatting. And we can hear about all of your perspectives. We really appreciate it. Oh, and thank you so much, Hollis, for inviting me. You know, this almost didn't happen. We're supposed to do this in February. And then we we had to push it. And I was like, oh, no. 
And I, I can't believe that we are finally here. And I want to thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so, so much. I've had such a lovely time. Oh my gosh, it has been incredible talking to you. And that's what it's about. It's going with the flow. Stuff happens mm -hmm. and it's it's not a big deal. And I'm just glad that it, it was supposed to happen when it was supposed to happen. So yes, yes. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And, and those joining us with us live, thank you so much and catching the replay. This space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connecting. So please like, follow, share, all that good stuff. I feel like we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever to really feel more connection and expansion and exploration. So we really appreciate you and also tune in this Friday um, is launch day for my multi-author book, Invisible No More, Stepping Into the Spotlight. You get to hear from 17, you get to hear, read 17 stories of incredible contributors talking about how they've gone from what their perception of invisibility and visibility is. So it's just beautiful. So uh, more information on that is IamCreativePhilly.com. So all that being said, I appreciate every one of you and I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are in this world and we'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like it's all part of the process the self-awareness feels so good you feel more connection to yourself connection to others and huh be a happier more joyful person just imagine that so you are where you are in the process so you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace or you can dive right in here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't, we are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link and you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it, see what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one. <laughs>